right, guys, welcome back. Listeners, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, theys and thems, shims and shurs. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Nurse Man Dan Show with your host, as always, Nurse Man Dan. So, I, you know, I know you can tell from the the way my show or the, the my thoughts on this show have been going since the beginning, right? It's been a lot of negativity for the most part. I get some good stories in there. But as far as healthcare, uh, you know, I, I think I've made it clear to everybody like how shitty the people at the top that are running it are. That it is literally not about any of us, any of us, any of you listening, getting better. If, if a physician doesn't make a hospital money, they will get another physician. Okay? Even if that physician is great, even, in the, even if that particular physician is one of the ones who is trying to do right by us, right? They'll get them out of there. Get out. Because it doesn't matter, okay? To, healthcare is is getting further and further away from like what it was started for, okay? And I've told you guys, you know, I, I didn't even go to nursing school in the beginning because I wanted to help people. I I took the placement test, I got accepted, um, and. And it was literally, it comes down to either if I got accepted into the campus at the site I wanted to be at. The other one was about an hour away. And I remember thinking, well, if I don't get into the, the campus I want, even if, even if I get in but I have to go to the other one, like I'm just not going to go to nursing school then. I was going just to meet chicks. I didn't know what else to do. I was like, all right, well, let's go try this out. I like women. I like, you know scrubs. So I went to nursing school. I took the spot from somebody who probably wanted to go to nursing school and really do well by people. Um, but they didn't pass the entrance exam. So, you know, for some of y'all out there, it's probably, I mean, for anybody out there that would might've had that person, you know, it's, it's good. I remember, uh, taking, I think it's called the T's, T's test, T's exam. It's just like a, a like a, it's like a basic education test. And we get in there um, and it starts going. And I'm not, we're about, I don't know, 20 minutes in, if that. And it was like a two-hour test, I think. Um, and the girl right behind me, like it's, if she was anywhere near where I was, which maybe she was, maybe she wasn't, I think it was on like the math part. And I remember I just heard her hands like hit the table and she said, oh, to hell with this. And she just got up and walked out of the room. So like, that's one more that went went down. Like, be glad that person isn't like taking care of you. Okay, what you did get, uh, and what you're, you know, what you're getting now is, I think you are not now, prior. Um, they've actually said that the, I think we could lose up to a million. I don't know if they meant in Virginia, or if it was, and I don't even know that where I heard this from. It was from probably somebody Rogan was talking to. Uh, it might have been, it was probably on with uh, when he did Dr. Phil's interview. Um, uh, by the way, Joe Rogan and Dr. Phil, another, uh, if you want to see how 
how the people in charge are holding us back and why why things they are the way they are. You can go check if you want. I don't care. Um, actually, I'm going to look it up real quick just because I'll, I'll do that for you guys. He said something like, um, how many Americans can't read? Listen to this, guys. I want you guys to listen to this now, okay? The United States of America. About 130 million adults in the United States. Uh, This means that more than half of the Americans between the ages of 16 and 74, 54%. Uh, read below the equivalent of a sixth grade level. That that should be scary as fuck to all you guys out there. I mean, we've got these young people. The world is never going to be fixed, right? There's always going to be suffering. There's always going to be murder. There's always going to be any bad thing you can think of. But... But when I do, I don't understand why in this country in particular, maybe just this country, I don't understand why the stuff that has come out about these pharmaceutical companies, the stuff that's come out about insurance companies and big hospital, that like just shows absolute corruption. I would say, especially with the pharmaceutical companies, absolute immoral, money-hungry, greedy-ass corruption, and they are still running the business. In fact, they're governing themselves. That's how they figured they would settle it. They told the government, hey, uh, yeah, you're right. We need to get under control with this stuff, so we will set up a, a, a group of people who will keep us all in check. And the government's like, yeah, that sounds great. That's so fucking stupid. And people are dying, and people are addicted to drugs, and nobody's getting better. So, for to be to be in two thousand and twenty two, in this country, and for us to have the health problems that we have in this country, is a problem to me. It should be a huge problem to everybody listening. Then you're not going to like my health care plan. I promise you that. Um, I, there's different. The CDC has gotten certain numbers. There's other universities. I don't really take listen too much to a lot of the universities right now. Uh, I think they are just jaded. It's so fucking ridiculous what's going on in, in colleges and the schools across this country. And I'm not going to get into that on this show because I don't deal with education. I deal with common sense. But, you know, medicine and healthcare is my 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 jam, right? The CDC, and I think the latest one I saw was up to 2018, uh, nearly half of the deaths in this country, half, five, zero percent, are related to disease processes brought on by sedentary lifestyle choices or bad lifestyle choices. Cigarette smoking is still one of the number one causes, if not the number one. Okay, let's. The, how about the type two diabetes epidemic in this country? We want to talk about how 134 
Americans can't read past the sixth grade level. But we also, hang on, let me look this up real quick too. Back to this unspoken, this, this type two diabetic pandemic that really started to spike really prior to COVID. Um, I'll find that up for you. Listen to this. Listen to this. The number of people, this is according, just so you know, World Health Organization, okay? As of uh, September 16th of 2022, the number of people with diabetes rose from 108 million in 1980, 108 million, to 422 million in 2014. Diabetes is a major cause of blind, blindness, kidney failure, heart attacks, stroke, uh, and and I've seen so much of this shit since I've started this job. Lower limb amputations. Now, this, this is according to the CDC. More than 37 million Americans have diabetes. One in 10 is what they're saying. And approximately 90 to 95% of them have type 2. 90 to 95% of the people with diabetes have type 2. Now, I'm not saying that uh, even, even they say not everybody with type 2 diabetes is overweight. Obesity and inactive lifestyles are two of the most common causes of type 2 diabetes. These things, meaning inactive lifestyles and obesity, are responsible for 90 to 95% of the cases. Okay? I think they said somewhere it was like $327 billion a year in, in healthcare costs for diabetes alone. And it's brought on by not doing shit. For the most part. Now, if you're if you're out there, okay, and you have type 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 two diabetes, and you're not overweight, and you don't live a sedentary lifestyle, then I give you permission to be upset with what I'm saying. But if you're a type two diabetic who's overweight and has a sedentary lifestyle, you have nobody to be upset with but yourself. Okay. So we've got we've got so many problems. I got to get into the, my plan to fix healthcare before I lose my mind. Here's where you got to start. We can't the people my age and older and probably even younger, maybe in the teens. We we might just have to say everybody who's alive right now. It's going to be you know, let's just say my plan will start in the beginning of 2024 cuz I want no, 2025, my plan starts, okay? 2025, that's three years for everybody to get prepared for the absolute best healthcare this world has ever seen, okay? For Americans. These are my ideas. This is how I would do it. The first thing is I would I would get on TV, I'd broadcast everywhere, and I'd say, hey, uh, how you guys doing? My name is uh, Nurse Man Dan. <clears throat> and I'm actually going to I'm going to change your life today, okay guys? You guys out there listening, I'm going to change your life today. For the better. It's not going to cost you a thing. Everybody's listening. Oh shit, this sounds great. Right? Everybody's like, free healthcare, free medicine. Brrr. 
But then at the end, it says, with, 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 uh, what did, what did I say? With, um, with restrictions, with requirements. It's not going to be anything crazy either. It's not going to be secretly you're going to have to owe us, you know, $1,000 every month, you know, or you got to sign your life away. No, no, no. The only requirement in my plan for healthcare in this country, especially for government healthcare, because I think if you did it this way, not only could the government on the uh, support of the taxpayer dollars, could they provide fantastic healthcare to every U.S. citizen uh, without any dent, without any, without anybody being hurt or everybody would have the best health care. Here we go. Everybody's like, how are you going to do that? And it's with my disclosure at the end. I would let them know that starting in, you know, whenever my plan takes place, 2025, when you have your doctor's visit and doctors are going to get vetted, I'll tell you that. I, I'm not, I, in my health care, I'm going to just look. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out what kind of doctors are out there just over-prescribing. They're gone. They can, go, they can go try something else. I'm not dealing with this bullshit. I'm going to bring a lot of natural physicians who know you don't need all this bullshit. The real good physicians. The ones that rely strictly on medicine. I'm sure they are smart people, okay? They're not dumb. They went to, you know, fucking medical school. But the people that are looking past that, the people that say, hey, you know, we've been on this planet for a long-ass time without all this shit, and we're still here. And yet now, in the most advanced country in the world, I, you know, I say that. I say we're the, most, we're the most powerful. I say nobody fucks with us. But I think our math, science, all our, we're, we're dumb. They are dumbing us down. We aren't number one in any kind of education stuff, any, as far as stats as I've seen. Like, you know, we are, we're falling apart. Okay? And I'll tell you one thing right now. You know, on top of the 134 million Americans that can't read at a sixth grade level, we're, we're losing people because people are dying, because people that don't have value, not value, people that don't have a purpose, people that don't have a role in life, they, they don't contribute to society. It's a drain, okay? It's a drain on society. And what is happening from what I've seen is that, like I said before, I think it started off, healthcare started off correctly. Doctors going to the houses, like doing the best for the patient without trying to charge them their fucking retirement plan or whatever, you know what I mean? Being in debt forever because because they had a heart attack. Like, I don't think that is the case. Here's how you do it. You say, you, anybody who comes to the, the government healthcare office to get treated can have everything for free. There will not be a single bill signed. But you will sign a paper that says if you do not comply with physician orders, you will be removed from the government across the country. You're not going to another state and getting it either. Across the country, you will no longer be allowed to have the gifted, beautiful, top-of-the-line health care for free, at least on taxpayer dollars, that you had the chance to. Everybody, anybody who can't do, if you want free health care, 
I'll make it happen. I will make it happen and it will be the best. But then you're going to have to work for it. Now, I'm not saying before anybody out there starts saying, let's fucked up just because I don't do what you want to do. Now I can't get health care. No, 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 sir. What I am saying and ma'am and shim and sham is that you can't have free health care. Okay. We, the people that want to do better, the people that want to progress in life, the people that want to help others succeed, the people that, the good people, those people that get sick because, you know, people get, you know, people get sick, sucks, it happens, I get that. Those people don't want to be sick, they didn't go out of their way to be sick, okay? They got sick because of whatever happened, they should be taken care of. Okay. And I'm not even saying that the people I, I would, we could even, we could start it tomorrow and just say, this is the new plan. Next time you go to your doctor's visit, be prepared for some different questions. Okay. And like I said, I think people from, for the most part, because we are so overweight in this country, uh, a lot of it, it's a lost cause almost. I mean, you get to a point in age where it doesn't really matter anymore. Like, that's one thing I, I don't get about this job is what do they want me to go do for a 90-year-old who half of the body is paralyzed? They've got to care, like, with dementia and Alzheimer's, and they want me to go teach them about their medications. Like, are we fucking kidding? Okay? Their head's gone. I still think we should take care of them, but what we should be doing is just making sure they're clean and dry and comfortable. We're not teaching them shit. Don't let them get hurt. That's all. You know, this all goes back to my, my, I don't remember which, maybe the first episode, first show, which by, in my opinion, is the worst show. I've thought about redoing it because I, I was nervous. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then it kind of just, I was like, you know, obviously you get who I am. I mean, you know who I am now, what I think. The first one, it wasn't really there yet. Um, but in that show, I talk about, if health care needs to be treated as if it's your fucking family, you can't do the job correctly unless you do that. Because innately, you treat your own, your family, differently than you treat other people. Okay? Now, I'm not saying, you know, you have to treat them like a family, so now I need to make, you know, you got to go give them a hug and a kiss on the cheek every time you see your patient. No, no, no. But you need to have the mentality that, hey, that's not just somebody else sitting there who's got some problems. That's that's your somebody else. I mean, I literally tell my patients, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to talk to you like you're my mom or dad or, or, or a family member, you know, and I would be very respectful. But then again, if my family member was doing something absolutely ridiculous, I'd call them out on it especially if it was detrimental to their health. And I have. So for those who have listened to the first show, do you remember when I said, you know, my daughter touches the stove day one. I, she burns her hand on the stove day one. I treat her hand. I wrap it up. And, you know, I tell her I love her. And then I tell her, you can't touch the stove. It's hot. You will burn your hand. As she obviously knows now, right? Day two, she does the same thing with the same hand. I do the same thing for the most part. Run over, treat her hand, wrap it up, tell her I love her, 
teach her again, like, hey, babe, remember we just talked about this yesterday. Remember I said, this is hot, don't do it, you'll burn your hand? Uh-huh. Okay, now I'm also, instead, I've, I've, I've retaught her, but now she needs to be punished, unfortunately. And it breaks my heart because I really love her. I love her, love her, love her, love her. So for me to have to discipline or punish her is incredibly hard for me because I hate, it breaks my heart. Even if it's fake tears, it breaks me down. I can't stand it. It's my, uh, it's my kryptonite. That's, but I do it. I'll do it because I know if I don't, I know what will happen. I know if I, let me, let me finish the story. So, so she burns her hand, the, you know, the second day and I, I wrap it, treat it, tell her I love her, teach her don't touch the stove again, but now I'm going to punish her. So she's going to time out. Maybe a little, maybe a light smack on the bottom. I don't know. Um, something to make her realize not only is her hand physically hurting, uh, but now uh, emotionally she's hurting because I'm disappointed in her. And as a, as a final boom, she can't do something she wants. Right. I would think most people out there right now um, would say, hey, there's nothing wrong with your parenting so far, except like I've said, the the two people that listen that would say, well, why did your daughter touch the stove two days in a row? Aren't you watching? Just ignore those people. Okay, I'm trying to make a point. And there's these people out there that just try to nitpick everything. Just listen to the general example. Jesus so the third day, right? The third day, she does it again. She touches the stove and burns the hand. I'm like down to, she's like down to the bone. I'm going to treat her hand, but at this point, I'm not going to punish her. That'd be stupid. Like three days in a row, I'm just going to keep doing the same shit. No, no, no. I'm not going to punish her. I'm going to treat her. I'm going to tell her I love her. And then I'm going to let her go do whatever the fuck she wants for a little bit. Because I'm going to go sit down for a second. And I'm going to say, you know, God, what? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. She touched the stove three days in a row. She can see her, her, her bones sticking out of her fingers. She screams every time she touches it, touches it. And yet she continues to do it. What's wrong? Right? And then you know what I'd do? I would take her to get a psychiatric evaluation and see if there's something wrong with her brain stem. Okay. That would be the appropriate move. There's no other appropriate move after uh, the third burn other than that kind of care. Okay? That's how we have to treat our patients. And then some people out there might be like, well, my mom, uh, she wouldn't have done that. Well, your mom was a bad parent. Okay? You know, well, I just got, well, your, your, your parents were shitty. I don't know what to tell you. If you just continue to do things that were physically harmful to your body or your mind and your parents just granted permission to continue doing that, they were bad parents. I would say it to them. I would love to say, I don't want to say anybody's a bad parent. I want, I need y'all to know Deep down in my, I know I, this, this is the only time I can talk like this. 
I'm surrounded by women all day at the office. I'm surrounded by people who get offended. People can't handle the word shit or balls. Like, get over it. This is where I go to talk to nobody, really, honestly. But I can just say whatever the hell I want because it, I just, it has to be said. And I'm all about free speech, but, you know, nowadays you will literally be fired. You can get fired for such dumb shit nowadays. Um, watch, watch me get fired after the show. Anyways, so, I, uh, where was I? So, do you see what I'm saying with my daughter's hand? Is anybody out there arguing really that, like, I'm a shitty parent? No, they're saying, wow, I feel really bad for that father who's trying to take care of his daughter. Something must be wrong, but hopefully they work it out. Right? Boom. Okay? So, that's what we do. Okay? So from now on, you go to your doctor, you have your yearly checkup. You know, like I said, I would say, you know, if you're already morbidly obese and you're, you know, 70 plus, 60 plus years old, you get a pass. Okay. You still get free healthcare. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Have it. Give them the best healthcare they can. Let's just make sure they're comfortable because, because I do want people to live comfortable lives. I just don't want them to live it uh, doped up on on pharmaceutical drugs, okay? I don't care if you get if you smoke weed all day. I don't care. I don't care. I'd be pissed off if I found out you drink all day and then take, you know, Percocet and Vicodin at night, for sure. But you think I'm going to care if you toke up a little bit? Granny Smith? No, I don't give a shit at all. I still don't even know if I got into any of, like, my points, my plans. Let me, uh, I'm going to go find, I'm all over the place. This is going to be a two-part episode. I can already tell you 26 minutes in here. I'm going to, um, I'm going to go run and grab. I made a, uh, I don't know what you call it. Um, thought web, a spider diagram. It's like where you draw, like in the middle of the, my note, I got my plan and then a circle and then I got a bunch of arrows that run out and I'm just going to go grab that and I'm going to just go over some of these points that I have. And then in part two, I'll follow up and we'll finish up the rest of the episode, the rest of the plan. Um, give me one second. Be right back. All right, all right, all right. So so I wrote a lot of this stuff down late last night um, because I was like, I, I just, I have to do this show because people are going to be like, quit bitching, like do something about it. What are you going to do? This would, this is what I would do. Um, at the top of this paper, I have nothing bad can come from true good, okay? So I'm, something from that made sense to me last night, all right? In the middle, I've got my plan circled. And uh, let's just, I guess we'll just move on. Let me just adjust this real quick. Sorry. Let's move on down. Um, let's see. First one, no more coddling. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been talking about. No more of this. This, no more of this, you can go, no more of this Nancy pansy bullshit coddling, okay? We know, it's 2022, we are adults. We know what's bad for us, we know what's good for us. Stop playing stupid, okay? There's too much of this, oh, I didn't know, I can't, what? You're telling me if I... If I drink every day, uh, and I and I don't do anything, I might get liver disease. What? 
wait, 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 wait. You're trying to tell me if I smoke two packs of cigarettes a day since I was four, I have the, you know, the risk of developing lung cancer. Uh, you know, I'm going to sue somebody because I should have known about that. And it's like, yeah, it's on the fucking package. Just like my cans of dip say it could cause lung, mouth cancer, right? I know that. But if I get mouth cancer, I'm not going after everybody who made dip. I'm not going after the hospitals. I'm not, I don't go in somewhere and expect, hey, listen, y'all been telling me on the side of this can for 34 years uh, that they could, this could happen and I still did it. I guess I got to pay. I guess I got to pay for it now. Like that. Why would, why, if, if you owned a business, right? Let's say you make um, any business you want, you make a product, right? And let's just say that product could potentially have a side effect, right? And let's say you, you sell baseball bats. Okay. And on the thing, it says this product can cause bodily harm use safely in the manner it was designed to be used. Everybody with a an, a, 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 an ass hair of an intelligence knows it's for baseball or softball, right? So what we're doing now is we are allowing these, our customers as like the government and healthcare to go out and buy these baseball bats and then go and beat the shit out of themselves. That might as well be what they're doing. Hit themselves in the kneecaps, hit themselves in the shins so they can't walk because most of my patients can't walk because of the way the healthcare system is. It's coddled ass bullshit. There are so many, almost everybody I see, 90 plus percent have conditions that it's nothing new. It's been going on for years and years and years and years and years. And I'm giving them information and they act like it's the first fucking time they've ever heard it. That's fucking wrong. I am hands down not the best nurse in the world. Or 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 even where I work. Even the comp even in the a home healthcare agency I work in, the small group of nurses that we have there, I'm not even the best of those people, okay? But what I am is commonsensical, if that's even a fucking word. I'm looking at the big picture. I'm looking at fucking facts and evidence as a commonsensical person. I'm looking at like, damn, like everybody's bitching about how shitty this country is, how bad it is here. This is the worst it's ever been. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You're these, and most of them, this is what it is. They, they're going to bitch about how bad they have it, like in wearing clean clothes with makeup on him and her nowadays. With, with an air-conditioned car. Oops, sorry about that. You know? I mean, let, let me see. Um, 61, 40, 140, no, 
It wasn't, it's 160 plus years ago, guys. There was a fucking civil war here. Like people, the people that say they've got it so bad are so fucking irritating to me. So it just shows you how, how entitled we have become as a society in this country. Because we coddle, coddle, coddle. We continue, like, like the people that are in charge would not have started the, it wouldn't have happened. That's the, that's the point. It would not have happened if we just said, fuck it. Everybody can be what they want. You can do what you want and we'll take care of you. Like we wouldn't have started, right? But that's what we are now. And it's sad to me. It's really sad to me. Like I'll always defend this country. I'll never, I'll never move out of this country. I mean, I, you know, it's God, family, country. In my opinion, that's how it goes. So unless, unless God comes down from heaven and says you need to leave America now, I'm not leaving it, right? And then unless my daughter, you know, she gets older and finds a uh, some some nice young man, you know, and they want to move overseas somewhere. And she's like, I really, Dad, I know you've had a career here for 60 years, but I just don't wish. I'd say, you know what, baby? Fuck this career. I'm going across the globe with you because I love her, right? I'll go anywhere with that girl. So coddling. We cut out the bullshit coddling of people, of, of adults, especially with regards to health care, okay? You're not going to come into my doctor's office um, when I've been seeing you for 10 years, and then you're going to come in and say, you're a cat now, and you want to know why you keep getting UTIs, shitting and pissing in a litter box. I'm going to say, get out of my office right now. That's what a common sense person would do. Actually, I'm going to take that back because I know what somebody could come back with me as. I know what, and then I'm going to come right back at you with this. If, if somebody came into my office and that was the case, if that was a real example, I would, like I said with my daughter, if she was serious, whoever the patient was, he, her, shim, sham, if they were serious, that they felt like they were a cat now, even in my even though in my mind, uh, even though in my mind right now, thinking about what would I be thinking? I'm in my head I'm thinking, you're so full of shit. You were just doing this for some fucking attention. This is fucking insane. And I'd love to tell that patient, get out of my office right now, right? But I'm not as mean and angry as everybody thinks I am. I actually do want, I mean, I literally, oops, sorry, sorry, I'm trying to move the mic. I, I do want the best for people. So I would say, okay, listen here, she, him, Shimshar. I would say, uh, you're not a cat, okay? It's, if Whatever they say, uh, yes, I am. I would say, you're, you're not. You're not a fucking cat, okay? And then I'd say, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go with you personally. Okay, we're going to cancel appointments. I'm going to go with you personally, or maybe we'll set up an appointment. I might not be able to cancel appointments because maybe I will, because when my plan starts, you'll be able to get an appointment with a doctor lickety split, like for real. Um, 
We'll, we'll get to it. Trust me. I know everybody's late. How is all this going to be possible? I'm, it, it's coming. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Y'all going to listen to this and be so excited to hear the big, the big finale. And it's huge. Like it's, it's life changing for real. It would work 100% of the time. 99.999% of the time it would work because there are always going to be, like I said, suffering and accidents and stuff that happens in this world. You're always going to have car crashes. You're maybe not always. I don't know. You're, you're always going to have unexpected shit. Okay. So it's always going to happen, but 99.9999% of the time, it's going to be great. So no more coddling. And why am I saying no more coddling? Because coddling leads to weakness. How does it lead to weakness? You might be wondering. I, I really like coming up with like analogies when I'm talking to you guys, like analogies to make people just understand as clear as I can try to make it what I'm trying to explain. If, if you continue to, to tolerate subpar behavior and it's not like, uh, I'm not, I'm, we're done at this point with my, we're done with this. I'm offended with everything bullshit. Okay. There there's penis and vagina. You come into the office, you got penis and vagina. Okay. And you got hearts on both sides. You got lungs and you got blood. And then you breathe air like everybody else. We are treating that in this situation. Okay. In, in my healthcare system, I'll let somebody else take care of the psych shit. Maybe I'm digging myself into a hole with this and I don't even give a shit because I can tell you right now, the most, the reason most people are depressed right now is because everybody's inside on their phones, not getting sunlight. So I would love to take somebody on for that shit. Woo. All right. Hang on. So by coddling, it leads to weakness, right? If somebody always gets what they want and they continue to do things that are detrimental, it's going to lead to weakness. What's the best example I can go with right now? The my daughter burning her the, the her hand on the stove. If I as the medical provider continue and father, the one who loves her I love her very more than anything. Um that if if I just let her every morning keep touching the stove how does that lead to weak? Okay, imagine that she's touching the stove, okay? So imagine a physician saying, hey, you need to lose some weight. You're, you're, you're pushing it. You need to really cut back on the smoking. You really need to cut back on the drinking. You really need X, Y, and Z. And then you just walk in the next morning and touch the stove. In this example, so, so the doc says, hey, this is really going to cause some serious problems with you in the, in the future. You've got to change this, right? That's, that's the exact same situation with my daughter. We're just, we're expanding the time a little bit. Boom. And in fact, it's, it's worse because you're an adult. Like, so you, you, you know, like what's happening. So the doc says, Hey, you can't do this. Here's the studies. Uh, there's, 
no, I'm like, I'm pointing at a board behind me in my imagination as the, as the physician. There's absolutely no benefit to being overweight and especially obese. Obese. Like if you're a big, if you're a thick woman and muscular, like, okay, you're not obese. You're just, you're, you're strong. You're tough. You're like a, you know, a warrior or something. Like, that's cool. But for thousands of years, the only people that were obese were the wealthy. Think about that. Thousands of years, the only people who were obese had medical conditions. And if they did, they were either wealthy or they died. Okay? There wasn't a bunch of obese people walking around willy-nilly going about their lives. And you look around, look around at, at what is here right now. How many people, how many young kids do you see with their parents that are, are just, and I think it wouldn't have bothered me this much prior to starting this job in particular and having a child, a daughter. I mean, I can't tell you how bad it pains me when I am walking somewhere and I see children, little children who are so fat. And there's absolutely, I would say, here, here's what I'm going to say, because I know I'm going to get people that don't like what I'm, what I'm saying. And I'm going to say this. If I'm, like I said, if, if you are somebody listening gets mad about what I'm saying, okay? And remember, I'm doing this because I love everybody. I want the best for every single person in the world in the that I see. You could go ask any one of my patients right now. Right now. Who has spent the most time with them? I, I would put money. I'd put big money that I don't have on that... Every one of the patients that I've I've had an interaction with start, since I've started this job, I'll minus one person because I think he just had a mental problem, uh, that they would all say, me, that I was the one that spent the most time with them, the one that related, the one that made shit make sense to them, the one that didn't sugarcoat stuff, the one that talked to them like a family member and not a customer. Seven-minute doctor visits, people. So coddling leads to weakness. My daughter, I just continue to baby her. Here's, I'm going to wrap your hand. I love you. Go do whatever. Burn your hand. I'm going to wrap you. I love you. Go do whatever. You know, burn your hand again. And that goes on. Eventually, she doesn't have use of her fucking hand. Weakness. There's your example. Can everybody understand that? Okay? If somebody can come at me, and say, hey, look, uh, I actually found there's vast amounts of benefits to being morbidly obese, then I, then I will come on the show and I will apologize. I will apologize, apologize to everybody for trying to, to tr- for trying to help everybody live better lives. Now, what's my next? So, so that was my first bubble. No more coddling leads to weakness, which leads to dependence. Dependence, okay? Good Lord, this is going to be like a seven-part episode. This is just the first little spider web coming off my thing. So weakness leads to dependence. What do I mean by that? So 
you're still with me, guys, right? So remember my daughter, she continued to burn her hand. Burned. Burn her hand. So now, since I, I, I was coddling her, she now has no use of her hand, right? Which leads her to having a weakness, right? Which leads to her not having a fucking hand that she can use, which means she's going to be dependent for normal everyday activities on somebody else for the rest of her life because she made bad choices repeatedly. And I, as the father, didn't do something to address the solution or address the issue prior to it getting out of hand. So I would say in, in this example, that is a, a shitty-ass father. If, if somebody came out and said, hey, hey, my name is, uh, you know, Joe Schmo, and here's my, my son or daughter or Shim or Sham or whatever the fuck they're naming kids now, north and south and east and west and in and out, you know, where the hell is like a Philip and a Susan or something? Good Lord. Um, so, so now, now instead of her being able to take care of herself doing things that most people do normally. I, I, I'm not calling out anybody who was born without arms or had an accident. Like I said, bad shit happens. But when you have a, a, a body that came out, came out how it, I don't want to say how it should, when it came out medically normal, I guess, baseline human anatomy, and you continue to do that, you, there's going to be things you're not going to be able to do. So because, you know, she can't use her hand. Now she can't, she can't get, she can't get a shirt on. She needs help, you know, putting her pants on. So now she becomes dependent, okay? Which means it's taking time away from somebody else. In this situation, her father, right? Now her father, in this example, this is great. This is a fucking great example. I mean, this is really, like, fantastic where I'm going with this. So her father is so busy. Her father has, you know, 20 kids, right? 20 kids. And all of his kids, he's let all of his kids do things repeatedly, and they all are dependent now. They've all done things that have caused harm to their body that have made them weak that then led them to being dependent. So now this father who loves them so much, you know, thought he was doing well by them, realizes, shit, I can't, I, I can't, I can't provide care. This isn't working. Dependence. What is this next thing I say? Financial loss. So now when you become dependent, you know, in this example, the father, myself, with the 20 kids, how can he go to work? How can he go to work with 20 kids who are all dependent on him? How, how can he? He can't. He's got to hire a nanny. He's got to hire multiple nannies. Okay? Are y'all with me or not? Most people weren't born significantly set in their life to sit and not move and not do anything. I would say pretty much everybody, unless you were born paralyzed, wasn't designed to be born to sit and not do anything. So now that causes a financial loss as well. What's 
which leads to what? Let me see what I got down here. Two more bubbles. Uh, worse health and then death. <laughs> That's it on that. Now, I've got about eight more that I'm obviously not going to get to tonight, like I said. Good Lord, 48 minutes. One second, hang on. So, uh, <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm probably going to start to call it here. I do have quite a few more things. I haven't even got, I mean, the first thing we're doing in my healthcare plan is hurting feelings. That's it. Here's the thing. This is the hardest part for anybody. When you look down at yourself and you think literally and physically, and you look and you think about what I'm about to say, when, when people say, you, you know, that's a shitty way to do healthcare, right? Do you, when those people tell me that, do you know what that means? That what that means is that it, it means they don't want to do the work. They don't want to have to make the changes. They want to continue being able to live how they want. That's what that means. It doesn't mean anything else. It means they, 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 him, sham, shim. Okay? Nothing else. The, 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 the science, the data, the facts show the, uh, show the answers. So if you get the best results in this manner, which you would, because we, we see it guys, I've told you life expectancy, 1916, I think it was something like that to like 19 or to 2016, 40 year lifespan increase. In this country, look around at our older population. How many of these guys and gals, because it's only guys and gals, I promise you, there ain't a bunch of this shim sham stuff with them, if at all. How many of them are living lives that you, you're looking forward to? Not many. Not many at all. And the ones, it, it, I'm not even getting to the ones that, aren't living the lives that you you want to live, obviously, when you get as old as we live nowadays because of drugs, by the way, um, is that it, I, it's more important to focus, like the people I've seen that are still like kicking ass, those people, those, um, uh, those people are like really like an inspiration because it's like, damn, if I if if I've got to be on this hellhole planet while I'm here, like I might as well be comfortable as long as I can. Right. That would make the most sense, even if you don't believe in anything after we die. Like, wouldn't you rather still be like more comfortable while while you're here for no reason at all, I guess? Um, it, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I, I don't understand the mindset where people, people seem to think that like, like you can just keep touching a stove and nothing happens and then they become weak and then they can't, they can't work because they, and then they become dependent on people who are working, on the people who are taking care of themselves, the people that are making the right choices, okay? 
which means a financial loss, like I said, which means our taxes go up to pay for these people who continue to burn their hands, which leads to what? Which leads to worse health care. And then it leads to them dying. I want to prevent the, after the, I want to prevent all of that. This weakness, dependence, financial loss. I want hospitals and and medication, uh, pharmaceutical companies, and I want them out of your pocketbook. I don't want them in there anymore. I would love to crush systems by getting people healthy. Crazy idea, right? And I'm telling you, uh, the way we're doing it now isn't getting people healthy. Like I said, the older generation right now, unfortunately, for the most part, it's too late for them. We have to start with uh, I think that's my next, we'll go into that next um, next episode. Starting with kids. Yeah, it starts with the kids, just like anything. You start with a foundation. You start instilling a, uh, you start promote, you start giving benefits to, especially in the lower income. And I know there's people out there like, oh, here we go. He's, no, 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 because it's not only is it going to save money when everybody's healthier, it's better as a fucking moral person to want the best health for everybody, okay? And it will be cheaper when you realize that the reason healthcare is so expensive, the reason nobody's getting better, the reason we had so many deaths in this country, for the most part, listen, I feel like sometimes I, I get comments and it's like, let me tell you about this example of this and this. And it's like the examples they're giving me are so small compared. I mean, like so minimal compared to the broad, like of what actually happened. You know, there's that, there's always a, a random case of something happening when uh, I'm trying to think of it, you know, good Lord. I can't even think of an example now. Crap. You know, um, Shit. Magnus, what's a good example? You know, it'd be like, uh, you know, saying like uh, 90, if I said something, just speaking as an analogy, uh, you know, it's really safe to go on a cruise, you know, like 98, like it's like 99.9% safe or what, I, I don't know what it is. And then somebody saying, yeah, but remember the Titanic that they pushed out back when techno, you know, like, yeah, yeah, bad shit happens. Like I said, that's fucking life. Let's eliminate the the let's eliminate the bad when we can. Like I said at the beginning, nothing bad can come from true good. Everything I just said is all out of love, and I tell every one of my patients exactly what I just said, because I love I I want them to be better. I want them to have more time with their families. I want them to have more time outside. I'm the realest motherfucking nurse anybody's ever going to meet. In fact, where's my, I'm going to go get my work phone and I'm going to read you a text that I got from um, a patient earlier. Hang on. Cause it, it but like that, that made me, I would say since I've started this job, that's probably like maybe the second time I've like seen something when I was like, not the second low key. Like I do a lot of shit that I feel good about. From their perspective, like I feel good because I know they feel good with what I'm telling them. Um, that sounded so conceited. Hang on, be right back. 
All right. So I went, I never met this, this person. Um, and actually their house, this is just a long episode. If you don't want to, you know, sorry, turn it off. Um, their house is actually on a golf course that I played quite frequently in high school, uh, when I was playing golf in high school. Um, anyways, I always, it was a very nice house and I, anyways, I got to go inside of it. So it was kind of cool. Uh, so I, uh, when I pulled up and got in there, I'd never met this person. I was just getting labs and, um, I was talking to the caregiver while I was inside and on her phone, she was trying to show me some lab orders and on the phone, like right after I got there, she was showing me on her phone and it like a, an alert popped up and it said, uh, somebody is pulled up in the driveway. So I like disregarded it and I was like, Hey, it just said somebody pulled up in your driveway. And I obviously I knew it was me. Um, so I finished the visit, had a good time. I always have a good time with my patients. And uh, I, I was te- I texted the caregiver after I walked out the door. I said, I just want to let you know I'm leaving your driveway now so you can disregard the alert on your phone. I gave a little thumbs up emoji. She was like, oh, that's great. And then uh, I said, good meeting y'all. She said, you too. You are unlike the other nurses. Very funny and not so serious. Thanks for the laugh. She appreciated it. And then I, I, I said, I actually work at 7-Eleven. The nurse is in my trunk. And then that was it. But like, I, I gave them the information. People think I goof around. I'm a very funny person. I mean, I think I am. I mean, sometimes I just think I'm being serious and like they, they, it comes across as funny. But like, I, 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 I get the points across. I don't go in there and treat I didn't go treat that woman like I fucking had a legit good time in that room with them. Everybody was laughing. Um, it, you know, it was fantastic. And and I got the work done. Not only did I get the labs on the first draw, your boy, uh, I, I, I learned about her. She learned about me and I educated her because I don't coddle, Right. So it was all nice until I walked out and I was about to, you know, I listened to lungs and heart and, <clears throat> excuse me, lower lungs were very diminished. You know, it's like if you were to blow air through a, a, a big straw, you'd hear a lot of air moving. And if you did it through like a little tiny straw, like a Capri Sun straw, you, that's diminished lung sounds, right? So uh, she had very diminished lung sounds. And I know why she does. It's because she sits all day in that bed. She's a little overweight. She's very overweight. Um, and I just said, Hey, do you have, uh, an incentive spirometer? It's this thing you, you suck air into. And the caregiver actually said, I think, I think she does. So I said, can you just go grab it? I said, I I think you should really use it. And I told her, I said, listen, I'm telling you because I would tell my mother, if you don't do this daily, you will go back to the hospital. You will catch a pneumonia and you're going to be right back into the hospital. The hospital is going to be in your pocketbook and it's going to start this vicious cycle of in and out, in and out. Because the older we get, and especially when you're, we're not in good shape, you, you don't like magically get better every time you get sick. You just like keep getting shitty. Okay? So I told her straight up, I said, if you do not do this, you will end up in the hospital. You will cost money to yourself. You're not going to want to be there. Hospitals are terrible places. It's garbage. Gar- you don't get better at a hospital. You get treated at a hospital. Okay? Just like medicine is supposed to treat. It's not supposed to cure. Okay? 
unless it, you know, unless it's for that reason. But like, you're not supposed to be lifelong Percocet users. Um. So, anyways, I just you know I told her you lay in, if you're laying in bed all day, you your your body never has a reason to go <gasps> and take a huge breath, right? So I showed her how to do the thing correctly. Um. It just I, I just closing thing for you guys too, and then I'm gonna go because this is long as shit. Um, you know when you're sitting around sometimes to prove what I'm talking about. And like you, maybe you notice it, maybe you don't, but like every now and then, if you haven't really been doing much, you just, you kind of like take a, like a bigger breath, not really realizing it for no reason. Like you didn't purpose. It just comes on. That's your fucking body literally saying, Hey dude, uh, you, you're not moving in, in your, your little air sacs, those alveoli, they're, they're, they shrink. And then there's that surfactant, which is like the, um, it's like the WD-40 of your lung tubing, if that plumbing, if that makes sense. So you got this nice lubricated system and these nice big air sacs, and then you just you just turn off the factory, and they just start to shrink. And when you're not moving, the lube dries up, and it's it's just like a shit show. Things rust. And then people were wondering, like, well, why am I getting short of breath? And it's like, I don't know. When's the last time you took a big breath? Anyways, that's it, guys. Um, have a great night. Uh, I will. I don't know how many more. We're still going to be on my plan the next episode, okay? Just remember, going into the next one and for this one, the only, and like really, 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 I really mean this, okay? The only people who would have a problem with my Healthcare plan, okay, uh, are are the people who don't want to have to work. That's the only problem. When I tell you from the bottom, I mean from my soul, I have nothing but good. I want the best for all of my patients. That no nothing bad can come from true good. I promise you, there is, it's. It's the person themselves. Do they want to be better? And my thing is this. This country, we could provide top of the line free health care to its citizens with that, with, with that in mind. As long as you stay within parameters uh, that are will be determined by doctors, scientists that aren't that that aren't on anybody's bitch list that isn't you know sucking the tit of some company i don't know how i would do that part i would probably have to talk to people get natural doctor like naturalist doctors because we don't need all this shit what it is is we need people to move sleep better much better and eat decent our portion sizes are ridiculous in this country Sugar is through the roof. That's why there's so much fucking diabetes. We are killing ourselves. The doctors aren't telling you. The insurance companies are making money off of it. And the insurance or the pharmaceutical companies are making it so that they continue to make money. Off of you and me. I'm out. That's it. Have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, that's it. Good night. Good morning. 
good afternoon, good night. Say your prayers.